listening to An Inside Look with North America's Top 50 Site Consultants. How do I land a big deal in my community? What are location consultants really looking for? Join us as we pull back the curtain and look inside the secrets of site selection with your hosts, Tim Tarantine and Amanda Harrison. Welcome everyone to an Inside Look. I'm Tim here with Amanda, and we're here to celebrate North America's top 50 site consultants. Amanda, you had a great conversation with one of those folks on the list. Tell us about that conversation. Hey, thanks, Tim. Yeah, it's great to be here with you guys. This week I spoke with Carter Wood. He is a manager for Location Investment Services Group at Ernst & Young. So Carter works directly with Southeastern clients on expansions and relocations, particularly in the Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida states. Prior to joining Ernst & Young, Carter worked with the Georgia Department of Economic Development as a statewide project manager and just brings really great insight and perspective on this industry. So I'm excited for you to hear from Carter and learn all about his perspectives on the site selection industry. Take a listen. Hey, Carter, thank you so much for joining us today on an Inside Look, North America's Top 50 Site Consultants, and welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Amanda. I really appreciate it. We are excited to hear from you today and hear about all of your experience. So let's get started with this question. What are three things everyone should know about you? Hmm, That's uh, always a fun icebreaker there. Well, one big thing I think that a lot of people find surprising about me is I'm actually a huge history buff, especially when it comes to family genealogy. One of the things in this field, you know, you get to meet a lot of people as well as see a lot of states and communities. And I always enjoy, you know, hearing about the history of different local municipalities and states. The other thing that I've always tell people that uh, I'm actually a fairly new father. I have a nine-month-old daughter named Priscilla, who uh, pretty much wraps up all of my personal life and time right now. But she is uh, certainly a little bit of a handful at times, but has been an amazing experience. Uh, And then I would say, thirdly, I genuinely love my job. I love working in economic development. I have been in this space for about 10 years now. And this is one of the things I really enjoy about it is, you know, working projects from start to finish and seeing the fruition of a project, you know, come about and feeling a part of, you know, helping communities to grow and thrive. Absolutely. Well, those are all great things to know about you to give us a better context for today's conversation. And since Mm -hmm. you talked about how much you love the work that you do, talk to us a little bit about how you first got involved in site selection. Sure. So actually, I started out of school in banking and was looking for a change, actually, and had made some contacts and went to work for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. So I actually have a background in state government. I was a project manager there for about five years. And in my time working with the department, I ended up uh, working some projects with Ernst & Young and uh, had the opportunity to come over here and work on the consulting side, which has been fun. So that's really kind of how I got my start. Economic development, you know, it's funny. When I went to work for the state, I'd never heard of the term. You know, it's become such a kind of a buzzword now, but um, it's always interesting to see how people get into this business. You know, my background really started in that state government, learned a lot in that role, and now I've been at Ernst & Young for uh, a little over four years. 
Excellent. You're right. Not a lot of people have a very straight line to getting into this field. It's usually a little curvy and all over the place, but it's fun to hear about your background. So since you've been doing this for a few years now, can you talk to us about what's maybe one inside secret that you've learned in the consulting side and that you really lean on when you're looking at a community for a project? Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and this isn't just from the consulting side. I think that also working on the state side as well, you know, one of the biggest things that I look at when I first meet with a community or a state is I look for leadership. I look to see how a community feels from a leadership perspective. I think that locations can have a lot of different challenges and areas for improvement. But if leadership is there and willing to work with consultants or state economic development teams, I think that that can go a long way in fixing some of those challenges, as well as knowing what type of people you're going to be working with. So that can actually cover up a lot of those areas of improvement. That's an interesting perspective, especially from that inside secret concept that it really starts with leadership. I like that thought. Let's stay on that track. So speaking about leadership, what's maybe one leadership lesson that you've learned over the years that you really lean on for your own leadership? For me, I would say, I think that in this business, reputation is everything. I always try to have a reputation of quality and integrity. And that's something that I've tried to pass down to people on my team as well. You know, it's very important to be patient with people and always respect everyone's time. Those are typically kind of the things I strive for in aspects of leadership that I'm trying to promote to my team. Good. That's really good advice. A really good leadership lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the topic of site selection and consulting. What are some of the key issues that you are hearing over and over again for your clients or companies today? And what do you think that economic developers could be doing about it? Sure. I think when you ask a question like that, you have to look at the size of the company because each project is going to be different, right? Sure. And, and different client bases are going to be different. I think that when we look at some of our more larger clients, the, the Fortune 500s, they have more of a focus on cost because a lot of their projects are driven based on business groups within the larger company trying to create a business case for a certain expansion or relocation. So any type of cost savings is typically one of the most important aspects of those type of projects. I think that kind of across the board of all of our clients, I think workforce is a big issue. That's something we consistently hear and rank is typically one of our top one or two criteria when we're looking at sites. And then really thirdly, one of the things that we are hearing across the board is most companies are looking for stronger partnerships with local communities and states. They want to be a part of the community and want to know that their state and local partners are invested in them just as much as they are invested in their locations. I think that the way that local state economic developers can help in that is, one, making sure that you're calling on your existing companies, making sure that you have those relationships with those clients and are very in tune to what their needs are. I think from workforce perspective, you know, making sure that technical colleges are providing the criteria that your local businesses need. I think that we have come across quite a few projects recently where there were expansions of existing locations where the client had a huge workforce need and found out that the local technical colleges weren't providing the type of training that they needed, so they just were flat out not utilizing them. From a cost perspective, that kind of bundles everything up from everything from your local tax rates to the types of incentives that you can provide, anything that can help increase the ROI to the company. 
and especially for some of those larger companies, those are things that they're going to want to know up front and have an open dialogue with before they make any type of decisions or really kind of get too far into the process because they need to make sure that location is going to work for them. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good thorough look at it. And not only the issues, but what economic developers can practically do about it from their perspective. So thank you for that. So Carter, if somebody's trying to get your attention and we're looking at marketing, marketing's a really hot topic all the time. What are some of the things that are working for you? What are some of those marketing strategies that you're seeing out there that prove to be really effective in catching your eye? Sure. This is always, I think, a um, everyone has a different perspective on this, right? I hear a lot of people say that they are not a fan of email blasts. I actually read all the emails that I receive from communities. But I think the most effective marketing tool is honestly face-to-face meetings. I will take any face-to-face meeting of someone coming to uh, coming to the Atlanta area and, and calls on me. I think that that's the best way to get my attention. If I have the availability, I will definitely take the meeting and sit down and discuss the sites and workforce of the community that I may not know about. So that's typically the best way to get to be, or even just regular U.S. mail, quite honestly. I, mean, I still read <laughs> all those as well. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. So last question for you today. If you could tell a room full of economic developers just one thing, what would that be? I think that this is kind of a no-brainer, but it definitely needs to be said. But always, always, always be responsive. I can't tell you how much of a differentiator that can make a community or a state when you are working with somebody that can provide you the information that you need quickly and accurately. You know, people tend to think that the consultants wait a long time and then have these kind of ridiculous RFP requests and short turnarounds. But the reality is that we're working with clients that this isn't their normal day-to-day job. So, you know, we are kind of working on constrained timelines. And so anything that an economic developer can do to help us get the information we need on a timely basis is going to make our job easier and then make that community look better. Everybody's heard the hurry up and wait. And, and that unfortunately happens a lot of times, but from our perspective, if a client is asking for information within a short period of time, you know we have to provide that, and communities that can't be that responsive will typically be cut. Yeah, good advice. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You've got great perspective on the industry, and it's fun to hear your thoughts on these tough questions. So congratulations again on being named one of North America's top 50 site consultants. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. It's a great honor. Thank you for tuning in to North America's Top 50, produced by Consultant Connect, where we're working to bridge the gap between leading economic developers and location consultants. To learn more about what we do and how to get involved, please visit consultantconnect.com or tweet me at Ron Kitchens.